Hey everybody, it's Matt. And this is Lucas. And this is Thanks for Playing. The podcast where we break down the most iconic video games the world has to offer. Was that your oh. Happy New Year Yelp? That is my Happy Happy New Year Yelp 2021. Vaccines popping, the stock market's booming, everything's just jolly, Lucas. <laughs> you know, it's great. I uh, Just getting back from the New Year's holiday break, you know, I was sitting by myself New Year's Eve, and the clock was about to strike midnight, and it was crazy because as soon as the clock hit midnight, all my problems just went away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everything Instantly. was fixed. Instantly. It was pretty cool. Yeah, so um, the 2021 magic has arrived. Um, we're all we all were extremely over the year 2020, pretty much the moment it started, and now it's over officially. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah so, dude. Um, how are you doing? <laughs> I don't know, man. It's like, yeah, it's over, but I don't know. I'm kind of like, like what changed? You know, <laughs> the number. Um, yeah. Hey, it is over though, and you know what? 2021, New Year, and all that said. We should still all be proud of what we did in 2020, you know, and how we made it made it through. Um, I won't I won't say where or I won't you know I won't throw them under the bus, but I was listening to a certain podcast, and it their mentality was, yo, if you did anything cool in 2020, fuck you, it doesn't matter. It was 2020. Who gives a shit? To that, say fuck that and fuck you. If you did something cool in 2020, fuck yeah, that's awesome. You you deserve that even more so than if you did it in 2019 because 2020 was a shit year. If you paid off your student loans in 2020, hell yeah. If you I don't know, found love in 2020, fuck yeah. If you found a new job, new promotion, fuck yeah. And anyone with the mentality of it counts less because it was 2020 makes zero sense. And I'm sorry. It should like count that. more. It, it should, should count, count more. Yeah, you played I just it was on so, hard mode. I just was so blown away when I heard that in the podcast. <laughs> um, I just I was listening to it. I was like. What? Uh, huh? <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> um, it blew my mind. Hey. It blew my mind. It's um, okay. It's okay. Yeah. We uh, we did some stuff in 2020. I feel like uh, you know we're very proud of, and we talked about that on some previous episodes. And there's a lot of people I know that, that had a very, very successful year in 2020. And yeah, uh, I'm actually, proud of every yeah. single one of those people. You know, they, they've done a great job. Um, you know, I know people that have, have, you know, promoted, gotten new jobs, moved to new cities, tried new things. Um, while staying safe, uh, of all things, you know, while still social distancing, you know, some people I know took up baking or cooking or, you know, yeah. uh, got into some new hobbies that were, you know, you were able to really safely get into, which I think is really cool. It's a testament to the creative energy, the adaptability of people. And um, I'm just happy we made it through, you know, and things are really... I think looking up, uh, there's a they lot are of negativity. actually. I know I'm, I was being a little pessimistic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's, it's yeah. here, here's a few things. Is like you know, L.A., which is where I live. Um, it's obviously very scary for Corona right now. Um, for those of you listening later in the future, it is uh, January fifth, twenty twenty one, as we're recording. And uh, I just read an L.A. Times headline, and they're saying that one in five people in L.A. County is testing positive for COVID that gets tested. Uh, so the positivity rate is about 20%. That's insane. Um, very scary, obviously. Um, and, you know, obviously just the default message of stay safe out there, guys. Um, if, if you are listening now, just be extremely careful. Social distance as much as you can. Oh, shit. 
Um, We're at all a nineteen percent rate in San Diego. <laughs> yeah, it's scary. It is really scary. <laughs> I didn't realize it, how bad it was. That's and, and I, fun. I yeah, do know some people fun. that have tested positive for it and gotten it. Luckily, very mild symptoms, which is great. Um, I'm very thankful for that. But those people are now going to have at minimum a three month inoculation period where they're immune, right? Because that's what the CDC yeah. tells us. And the vaccines are coming on their way. So this big spike, you know, already being hopefully, distributed. Yeah. Yeah, the vaccines are already being distributed to people. Um, you know, this big spike is going to lead to, you know, a spike in immunity as well for people. Um, so I am trying to create positivity <laughs> on that note. Um, and that doesn't and also mean go out and get intentionally. That does not mean to go out and get intentionally infected just so you get immunity. That is not what we're trying to say. Uh, we're just trying to look on the small, small, uh, I guess, I call There's it a, we're trying the, the other to side, find a bright the other side. side. Of the coin. Yeah. Um, and if you have the opportunity to get vaccinated, maybe you're a healthcare worker, you know, maybe um, you're one of the earlier phases, um, grocery worker or something like that. I definitely, you know, we, de we definitely implore vaccination on this podcast. Yeah. Um, pro, I'm, pro I personally am stoked because um, my asthmatic ass might qualify to get it <laughs> early. I inquired with my um, primary care physician earlier today. Um, so yeah, um, sooner the sooner we get uh, all that good stuff going, the sooner we can get some form of a normalcy back to our lives, and we can do the first. Thanks for playing Meetup. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that's what we're bringing in 2021. Is the the official thanks for playing Meetup. Gonna be sick. Yeah, be that sick. sounds great. Now there was something very positive that happened in 2020, and it was the release of the game we're talking about on today's episode. Matt? That's right, everybody. Today, January 5th, 2021, we are talking about the number one roguelike, godlike simulator, Hades. Hades. Fuck. That's right. That's right. This game's really good. Hades. Spoiler. Not to hype it up too much, uh, Super Giant's fourth, Super Giant Games' fourth game, uh, released in 2020, IGN's Game of the Year. Yeah, Hades. we mentioned that one of our episodes. Yeah. Yep. Um, wow, wow, what a game! Um, before before we jump into the initial thoughts on the game and. I got some pretty awesome initial thoughts on this game. I'm just going to go ahead and jump into a little bit about Hades for those of you that don't know. Uh, for those of you that have been living under a rock all of last <laughs> year in the video game world, uh, Hades, like Matt said, is a roguelike video game developed by Supergiant Games where you play as the son of Hades within Greek mythology. Uh, you play as Zagreus, a young, the young adult son of uh, Hades, the king of the underworld. You're fed up with the boring clerical work of the underworld, so you decide to escape. As you escape, the gods of Olympus aid in your journey, power, powering you up with their power-ups or boons. Hades, your father, not being pleased with your escape attempts, makes no effort to thwart them since, quote, there is no escape no from the underworld. Escape. Right? But spoiler alert, there might be. <clears throat> the game plays out as you continually try and fail to escape the underworld time and time again. Okay, so living, dying, trying, and repeating. Kind of like any video game, Matt. I mean, any video game where you die and come back to life. The difference is that in Hades, you're a god, and you technically can't die. You're playing as a god. So you are actually a serial immortal. Do they ever comment 
on if you're like dying or not, or if it's something else, or is it considered death? I think it's considered death. Yeah. I mean, you wake up coming out of a pool of blood, so <laughs> <laughs> right. I guess. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so you play through four unique areas and fight several unique bosses in a procedurally generated run every single time. Like all roguelikes, there's a degree of this procedural generation, but you start from one after you die. Now, what makes this game so unique as a roguelike game um, of this genre is that it's, again, a serial roguelike, meaning each death actually happens within the story world of the game, and you revive inside the House of Hades. And after each attempt, you have the ability to power yourself up in permanent ways, make friends with your fellow gods and goddesses and incarnates. Eventually, you do make it out of the underworld. Now, spoilers, skip ahead about 30 seconds if you guys haven't beat the game. Uh, eventually, you make it out of the underworld and see what is beyond the thing that your father has kept from you this whole time. And surprise, surprise, it is your mother, Persephone. However, you can only last for a limited time on the surface before you die and head back to square one again, thereby restarting the cycle of having to break out of the underworld again and again and again just to see your mother for a few moments before you die again because there is truly no escape. escape. That is Hades for you. There is a secret ending, which we will not go over on this podcast after you um, complete the game enough times or escape enough times and complete a few other things. Uh, we won't be talking about the secret ending on this. Uh, so, you know, for those of you, sorry, might be a little bit disappointing. Uh, you can go look up the secret ending on YouTube if you want. It's all over there. Um, but we yeah. don't want to uh, dive too much into the great detail of that one. Yeah. Okay. And honestly, some of the feedback we have gotten on the podcast is that we spoil everything. <laughs> um, I've gotten that feedback. So you know, we're, we're, we're learning. Mm -hmm. We are trying to learn here and uh, make it a better listening uh, experience for the people. Right. That said, though, uh, the, the first thing I have to say about this game is how this, in all caps, my notes, holy voice acting. <laughs> That's um, your initial thoughts. There's so there's so many things to think about with the game, but just the I've never really played a roguelike before personally, and it wasn't even the the this game's incredible gameplay that stood out to me. It wasn't even the fun feedback loops from each run. It was the fucking voice acting. It is so goddamn good. Um, every every god has their own unique like flair to them and just ah. What what did you think of voice acting? The voice acting is phenomenal as always by this developer. Uh, the voice acting is top notch for sure. Um, I could hear the character. I could just listen to the characters talk to each other all day. Um, not only are their voices just really good, but their the acting, the acting itself is like very, very good. At times, it's like playful. Like sarcasm comes through very well with Zacharias a lot, which is a, a big testament to just someone that's you're just hearing their voice. Um, Hades, you can really feel like a lot of contentment, but also a lot of shame and regret. It, it's just yeah. really, really God, great. Yeah, and like, God, it's just the the portray like the the like mentality and the mindset of the characters so well too. Like anyone else, I would have probably thought like um, Zagreus was just like a you know like pompous little prince, like rich boy type of character. Like, oh, my life sucks. Uh, but there's the he's there's portrayed a lot of so well. And granted, he also has great dialogue that helps contribute to that personality, but. There's so much to be said for also, like you mentioned, the acting of it and the tone that they uh, delivered their lines and things like that. Because 
we're going to talk about this more in about two weeks um, when we release our cyberpunk podcast. But um, particularly with Keanu Reeves's voice performance in that game, um, there it has a lot of good parts, but it also has a lot of parts that, in, in my um, personal opinion, just comes across very flat. And it feels like maybe he didn't have proper like storyboarding or didn't have a proper visual or understand the context of the scene um, to really be able to convey the correct emotion when he's delivering a line in that game. Whereas in this game, you know, a game that necessarily doesn't really have like prop unless they did something crazy that I'm not aware of, it's not really going to have that proper storyboarding. You know, it's um, there's not like anim oh there's a little animated scenes, but like for the majority of the game, there's like no animated scenes. It's just um, you get the cutout of the character. Maybe they're doing a different pose or something, and then it's um, a, a text box. You know, there's no no storyboarding to go with. It. There's no real point of reference other than understanding the story that's being told. And then doing your best to add the correct inflections in your voice and the correct tone and the correct emotion, which I think just from purely just from the voice actor standpoint and their acting ability and ability to bring these characters to life and to add to the story in that way is just insane. It's so good. Uh, it, it's I think I was telling you this when I was like maybe only two hours into playing it, but I was like, this game has the best voice acting I've ever heard. And I've played a lot of like narrative story driven games. I like, like for example, Detroit become human is really good. And I think they have pretty good voice acting. Um, you know, a lot of these like walking dead games, like telltale stuff, those are all like very heavy, narrative driven, oxen free very heavy narrative driven, story driven games. But none of them, in my opinion, come close to how good it fucking was in this game. And it makes me really want to play other super giant games. Cause truthfully, I haven't played any other super giant games yet. And I'm yeah. really excited to kind of go through their library now and dig into what they got. Cause again, yeah, I was just blown. Yeah. I just had to, that's what stuts me the most immediately. It was, it's just such good voice acting. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I have it. Well, I'm going to uh, hit on it for favorite moment, but I might as well say it now. One of my favorite things is what grabs you immediately is the first line that Zagria says. I'm not sure if you remember what he says, but right when you boot up the game, Right when you boot up the game, you immediately start your very first run. So you immediately start trying to escape. And you, you don't really have any context yet. You kind of just start fighting things and trying to escape. And the first thing is Zagreus comes in and he says, to hell with this place. And then you just start running and start killing things. And I was like, oh, we're in it. We are in it. And I was just so, just just the first line of, of, of him saying that was just so like brought me in and I was just so stoked to get going. I already had context of what the game was about, so I didn't go in completely blind, but just hearing it being said and, and come to fruition is like, oh yeah, like I, I'm into this game already. You know, so some of my initial thoughts, obviously, yeah, like the first thing I, I thought was just how great the the sound design and, and voice acting really was. Um, but outright, every aspect of this game is really amazing. I played this game on Switch um, and I got it, I kind of got it when it first came out. Um, I, I was we, blown we away. We both got it on PC and Switch because we're dumb. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> I got it on PC um, but then I decided to, to play it on Switch, and I didn't I didn't quite hit that refund window, so I did end up paying yeah. for the game twice. Shout out, um, shout out to our friend Jeff for convincing us to get it on PC, and we he, both realized we wanted to play it on the Switch. Yeah. <laughs> it's great on Switch. I'm sure it's great on PC. But, it's probably you know, even Switch sharper is, and prettier on PC, too. That's yeah, but it's thing. a Switch. It's a Switch. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Um, I haven't played a lot of roguelike games. Um, the one in recent memory that I can really think of is Wizard of Legend, which is kind of a... a, a two-dimensional for lack of a better phrase uh you know fun roguelike to play 
Um, you choose a loadout, you fight. It's a co-op thing, so that's pretty fun. Um, but man, this game blows blows it completely out of the water. This is just next level in every other way. Um, and again, we're not too familiar with the roguelike genre, but I can just honestly say that this is such a solid game. It just transcends everything. It transcends that genre. And if, if you're not into roguelikes, I can see you liking this game because it does have that serialness to it and it does have a continuous story, which is awesome. I did not expect the story to be as good as it was. Yeah, that's pretty unique for roguelikes, right? Like usually yeah. the story is very, or usually there's not much of a semblance of a story, whereas, and that's the thing too, the fact that the the gameplay elements of it being a roguelike is what drives the story and what pushes it forward is the fact that you are uh, you know dying over and over again. That is part of the narrative inherently. It's just like yeah. What in, instead <laughs> of the story being just a jumping off point for the roguelike to occur or the instances of the roguelike occurring, this is like integrated in there from yeah, the get go. It's like there. It's almost like there's not it. There's never a true game over screen. You know, it's yeah. just. You just keep playing because death is part of the game. Yeah, death right? is inherently yeah. part of the game. Yeah, that's what's cool. That's what's so cool about it is like, as far as other video games go, you know, where you get punished for dying, this, you're not necessarily getting punished because every death is an opportunity for powering yourself up and doing more. And you I'd don't get rewarded, honestly. Yeah, in a, in a sense, you're getting rewarded for your death, but you're, you're also disappointed because you didn't beat that on that run, yeah. you know? Yeah. But, um, Man, it's just phenomenal. I mean, just the way it twists that that idea of death back into like this. Hey, it's okay, you died, but hey, you, you got you got next time. And there's there's a character that teases you every time you die, and kind of depending on how you die, yeah. he'll go like, "Oh, the Hydra got you this time, huh?" Yeah, I forgot, yeah. I forgot, I forgot who that is. Um, Hit but, right? Yeah, that yeah, 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 that's who it is. Yeah. Um, but it's it's pretty cool. You can talk to different characters inside the House of Hades um, after Only each run. Like that's always great. And it all drives the narrative. Each death, you unlock new narrations. Um, new Hades will have something like quirky to make fun of you with too, or something. And always roasting me, man. Always. always. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was great. Um, it had some of the best combat ever, ever. Um, the it's combat, really good combat so snappy. It feels great. Um, it it's it's the kind of combat system where everything feels fair. Quite honestly, um, it doesn't feel like I'm ever getting hit by something that I wasn't I, I wasn't able to see. Um, it doesn't feel like anything is. Every enemy projects their attacks and gives me ample time to have to dodge, or move out of the you know move out of the way, dodge or, or do something in response. Um, it feels like you have all the tools that you need in order to defeat every single enemy. It's just a matter of using them correctly. It's just a matter of using them well, and that's what makes really great combat in a game. Right, is it's where it treats you like you have the skill to do it and it just asks you to do it. Right. Yeah. And and the only thing that will get you through it is your own skill. It's not based on grinding it out or it's it's your build matters, right? And we're gonna I wanna get into what, what, what you can do with your certain builds in the in the different runs that you do. But ultimately your skill as a player is what is going to carry you through each individual run, which I think is really great. Um, and, and of course, some of the small decisions that you make along the way, that's kind of that macro game, like deciding which path to take or which quest, uh, character to maybe talk to, to kind of get your death right. defiance back. Stuff like that yeah. is really interesting to me, but I mean, just quite frankly, everything about this game is badass. Yeah, that's the, <laughs> that's, I think that's the best way to explain it. And it's like, 
a, a segment we usually have on this podcast is like, when did it click? But I don't even think that's applicable here because it's just like immediately. You know, yeah. it's not. It's not like there's a slow like pickup moment or like a slow build up. It's just like you mentioned. You know, it's just the first thing he says is to hell with this place. Yeah, I have that for when did it click for me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's just instantly. It it just feels good, and it instantly pulls you into the game from the combat. And there's not really any slowdowns. And yeah, it's um, yeah. yeah. So moving it, on, moving on from when did it click? Cool. All right. So honestly, when did it click was for me right away, for you right away. Let's move on to talking about game design itself, the very essence of the game. So what do you think? Um, I mean, again, like I mentioned, this is my first roguelite game that I've, roguelike, L-I-K-E, right? Roguelike, getting, roguelite is a, a subgenre of roguelike, yeah. I keep getting them confused, Jesus Christ. Um, roguelike is, this is my first roguelike game and holy shit, I feel like I can't play any others now because I'm sure they're not going to live up to it. Because um, just the gameplay and the feedback loop is just, it's very, it's just so satisfying, you know? And I think I would have, if I was playing like a normal rogue, like maybe the one that doesn't have quite as strong as a, you know, narrative, I think I would have fallen off really quickly. Because I think for me, with the type of gamer I am personally, like, Fun combat is important, obviously, but that can only take me so far. I need to have some sort of like underlying goal, you know, underlying uh, motivation and force pushing me, you know, a, a narrative to follow, basically. And this game gives you that really well while also staying true to the roguelike elements. And I mean, just the fucking combat is so sick. There's six different weapons you can use. Each one has like four different iterations upon them that you can upgrade. Each one has multiple different boons you can use during the game too. Um, really, that really do affect your playstyle actually with each weapon. So Absolutely. you already have like six different weapons to use. Within those six different weapons, there's four different. Um, I forget what they're called, but. The like, upgrades for the weapons, the hammer. The upgrades for the weapon. No, not the hammer. Oh, the well, blood, there's that, but the upgrade to the, the weapon itself, the aspects. The, the aspects. Yeah, there's there's four different aspects to each weapon, and then within that, there's um, a Daedalus's hammer that you can get on your runs, which um, changes the way you can use your weapon. Excuse me, changes the way you can use your weapon, usually giving it more of an upgrade, um, kind of changing your gameplay. For example, maybe. Instead of your shield um, having a shield bash, instead it shoots out like a beam, you know, or something like that. Right. Um, so, right there alone, and then with each boon affecting how you play with the upgrade, you know, maybe um, your shield throw, maybe that inflicts uh, more damage on your opponents by causing doom, or maybe your shield bash is, bash is stronger, things like that. With all that coming into play, you have like a shit ton of different permutations that can get each run. Like, Hundreds, I'm sure, of thousands of different permutations they can have each run. And you're never getting, or excuse me, you're never getting the same experience, which is perfect. And it's not only you're never getting the same experience with that, you're also never getting the same experience with your narrative either. Um, I want to, this is really cool. I think I was watching a video, um, kind of just breaking down like how the dialogue is always so fun and kind of never seems repetitive, even though you are just playing the same thing over and over. And on one part, you know, obviously it is a narrative game at the end of the day. Um, and they do have like a set, set things that are set at certain points once you get to a certain um, boss in the game or you get your first clear in the game. But every, um, basically what's happening with each time you encounter, let's say Meg, one of the Furies, a dice is rolled. Um, it could be even like a 20-sided die. Who knows how many possibilities there are. 
But uh, a 20-sided die is roll rolled. And then whatever it lands on, that's the dialogue option that's played that time. And then it re-rolls them every time. And then, obviously, once a certain one is played, it's plucked out of that... Um, of the pool until you know it runs out and you have to reset. But probably by the time it would reset, you've unlocked uh, a new path or a, you've had a new um, main story event that causes a new um, section or a new possibility of uh, dialogue options to have with Meg. So then you get 20 more that you're only die with and over. Oh, and things like that. so it's <laughs> always different. That's a very simple and very effective way yeah. to always give new dialogue. Um, and then you have like obviously certain, like I mentioned, you know, the the story triggers like your your first clear of the game will have uh, different narrative options like with Nyx or with Meg probably, um, so it just it, it it always keeps things fresh and the, the replayability is amazing, um, and Lucas stop me if I'm I'm going I'm just gushing right no, now. No 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 you're good everything you're um, saying is completely right. <laughs> um, and what's yeah well, last thing too is just what I think is so sick is, the game's designed in a way that whether you take ten tries to get your first clear or thirty or forty you're going to have a compelling experience either way, which is just dope. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I echo everything that you say. There's just so much to be said about the game design. It's got enough variety of attacks and movement options that it feels there's so many different ways of fighting, period. Uh, it's not just depending on the weapon that you choose, but it, it also depends on what you do for your boon choices, which you have more or less a degree of control over what you can do with your boons. And your choices as you're creating your build. Well, and that's sick. Oh my god, this game is sick. Hang on, um, let me, hang on. Yeah, I, I, let me let I'm me sorry, finish I'm up. <laughs> there's there's just a ton of boons, right? And there's a ton of weapons, and and there's a ton of aspects for your weapons. So the game, your loadout is starting even before you get your very first boon, which is really cool, right? And, th and that's normal for a roguelike game, but it's it's crazy because you're making adjustments on the fly as you're doing that. So you go, okay, well I'm gonna go for the spear. I'm going to try and get this boon. Let's see if I get it. If you don't get it, I got to make some changes here. And you can actually say, okay, well, I, I need to get, I got the festive, I want to get the festive fog special because I'm trying to do the bow and arrow build where I shoot the festive fog at people by loading it up into the bow and arrow. But I never got the festive fog, so now I got to do something else. And you got to actually create your build on the fly. I think it's so cool. So you're always building something unique. Each one feels more unique than the last. You never feel like you're doing the same thing every single time, which is just the, the hallmark of a great roguelike. Uh, like I had a build where everything revolved around in my Poseidon and Hermes dash. So I just had a ton of dashes and my Poseidon was just hitting people into walls and it was just <laughs> badass. I had one where I had the shotgun special attack um, and I, I shot like five giant blasts from the shotgun on my special. And like the festive fog with the bow and arrow where you're just shooting bombs at people, that was a really fun build too. I don't even know what any of this is. That's how much there is in this game. <laughs> um, but that's what I want to touch on too is the boons and like the way the RNG, the way the game has RNG with what kind of boons you get, but also has kind of, you can kind of create predetermined paths with the keepsakes, for example. Like for example, if you, um, there's a feature in the game where you can give the gods when you encounter them like nectar as a gift. And then in return, they give you a keepsake. And a keepsake is something that you can equip at the beginning of a run in between each floor to where it'll impact um, like what kind of boon you can get uh, when you first encounter uh, one of the gods. Or uh, maybe it'll give you extra life or an extra death defiant, things like that. And it kind of, like for example, what I was doing is I would get Ares boon because I, I really like the shield. So I'm like, oh, his boon with Doom is really, really good. 
but it's like, okay, do I want to risk that and maybe like dying before I get farther in the game and not having that extra health? Or is it worth, worth it to risk getting, um, to get that boon quicker that I need? Or do I want the death defiance? And it's like, it's like, do you want to risk, um, it's like the risk and reward system, but it's just so good. And it plays in with RNG really well. And it's just, ah. Yeah, that's right. Ah. That's right. And and I, I just, I want to repeat a little bit of what I said earlier too, as far as uh, with the game design. I mean, not only are you creating your build on the fly and, and kind of more or less going in with a plan that you have to adjust, but the combat itself, you still have to be a skilled player to kind of push through it, right? There's still going to be enemies that are unique enough in how they attack you that some builds are actually going to be shitty against certain people. You know, like um, there's, uh, sometimes you'll enter a room and there'll be like a room, let's say, that's like at the very beginning in Tartarus with like the one crystal in the middle with a bunch of crystals on the very end, mm -hmm. right? I had certain builds where I was like, oh, this isn't going to work. Some builds are better for single target damage and some builds are good for multi-target damage. And you realize that as you're moving through, you're like, oh, I really hope I don't have to fight that one particular boss here. Otherwise, yeah. my build isn't going to work. Like it'll work on everything except for this. <laughs> So I think that's uh, just just a really great testament to a game that there's no one right answer uh, because it's going to throw something at you randomly that might uh, that might throw you off. Or sometimes, and I had a couple runs like this where I just killed everything. It's just, you just feel like an insane god. You just get to Hades and you're like, all right, I got four Death Defiance. I got fully yeah. upgraded everything. <laughs> you're going down. And it was just like so easy. I had one real I had one run where I had the boon where when you get when you use up a death defiance your damage increases for that fight and I had like oh, four or five sick. death defiances or something so I just like just wasn't even I had no regard for my own safety I was just banging on the last boss <laughs> <laughs> he was killing me but I didn't care cuz I had all this death defiance and every death defiance I used gave me more more damage so it was just super fun that's the com that's like the kamikaze suicide build it's that's super yeah, yeah, yeah. sick. Yeah. So you get stronger each time after you die. During yeah, that's battle. an airy. That's an Ares boon. Um, that's super cool. That I think it's like you know fifty percent increased damage for that room when you use up a death defiance. So it's like made for boss fights. Yeah, and yeah, the more death defiance you have, you're just dealing crazy amounts of damage by the time you're like on your last legs, which is the most fun way to fight in my opinion. Uh, yeah. So that was that was a great one. So that's the last. That's the last me gushing about boons. <laughs> yeah i mean uh, it's just the, yeah i mean i think we kind of nailed it but game design is just i have almost i have like maybe one little nitpick that we can get to later but it, it's just a, play this play this game yeah play this um game. art style man what did you what did you think um i don't i don't really have as much technical analysis on this because other than like i really just liked it um i think i think you the the film major I think you might got something more to say. Yeah, um, and thank you, thank you for reminding everybody that I'm a film major. They don't, they don't hear that enough. They don't, they don't hear that often. <laughs> they yeah. don't. Um, I love the art style a lot. Um, I love the in-game art style. That is like the moving, breathing, attacking world that you're fighting. Um, I think mm -hmm. it, it's like, it's just very like smooth and well animated and colorful. Um, which I like, but I love the detailed kind of character cutouts that show up as well. I think they're very animated in a really unique way, where just their face, just the way they're drawn, or their the face says so much, right? You can yeah. totally like, even without like, um, 
like let's say there wasn't for whatever reason there, a certain part or there wasn't you know um voice acting in the game let's just say it was just the the visual uh, of, of the, the visuals, words and the, the caricatures yeah. and the words like you would totally be able to get the tone based off just the great dialogue and then also looking at how they're drawn like what kind of pose do they have how are they tilting their head little things like exactly that. exactly they're they're always posed in a very like I- I- indicative way um and the, the art's just drawn so well so I, I really like that and also just the the color palettes for each zone are really cool and the color palettes for each god and each character are really really well defined too um like just even the the difference between how Tartarus is colored and um, you know what's the second zone the fire river I always forget it oh shit the fiery yeah, second it, zone yeah. that's basically our modern version of what we think hell looks like you know it's fiery yeah. lava all that stuff um, it's so different even from the Temple of Sticks you know or Elysium it's just everything is so well defined from a visual standpoint in each zone that I think is really cool um, and. Each god, each boon has like a different color that really starts, you know, getting in your head about like, oh, okay, like I, I, I can see Hermes, you know, orangish, reddish color gold now, like in my own head, right? In my own mind's eye. Um, I could see the pink of Dionysus or, you know, I could see the gold of, of uh, Zeus or Athena, you know, it's like everything has just this well-defined look. Um, so I, I think that the art style really just serves to you know, just define each individual character's kind of feel and what they do. You know, I don't think Ares would feel the same if he was pink instead of red, right? I think that's <laughs> so really, I, I like how you bring up how everything has its own feel, especially each um, each level, you know, hell you go through from um, Tartarus to the second one, we forget the name, to Elysium, um, to the final one, and then when you're on uh, the surface, I remember there was a line where he's like, oh, this is what fresh air feels like. And even just, like, getting that change in scenery and kind of experiencing that with um, Zagarius for the first time, like, I kind of felt that breath of fresh air. Um, and it really did feel like I, I've I made this journey because everything's so different, you know? It really does help. Um, obviously, you know, you, you feel the progression because you're getting stronger each um, level and uh, you beat each boss, you get a little more um, story narration, you get closer to the end, so you're getting that progress. But each level clearing each level and getting the new environment really adds to the feeling of progress and that you're getting farther in the game. And then when you finally get to the top and you get to the surface, it really, is, it does feel like a breath of fresh air Yeah, uh, because you're literally, you're out of hell. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. One thing is I, I think that we, we forget as gamers and as, as any consumers of media that every single piece of the visual, it was a choice at one point or another by an artist, by the creative directors, by the game designers, you know, and it's very easy to say, oh yeah, Athena's boon is going to be like kind of gold, right? Or it's going to, yeah. it's just going to have this color, you know, it's going to have like this, this specific scheme. Oh yeah, Ares, that's going to be like red, right? Because he's like the god of war and he's going to have like a doom blady ability that's going to be red too on your special. These are all like such simple, like, straightforward things to the consumer of the media and the audience like us but these are actually just very smart choices made by the creators of it from an art style standpoint that's the thing that we always have to t- that have to take into consideration is that it's it comes easy to us but these people yeah. like they debated what color to make aries and they chose right and they made him they, they made it look right they made it look good and and that goes for every single color that's chosen in this game it goes for every single line drawn 
people decided how to draw it and it, it it's so i think one of the hallmarks of it being good is that it just feels natural to us the gamer it doesn't feel like forced it doesn't feel dry it all or feels anything. organic yeah it feels like it's if you found yourself in the, the Greek version of hell one day, um, it's it probably look like that. It's probably, yeah, probably exactly. looks like that. It looks it like that. <laughs> That's the best way to phrase it. Oh man. Yeah, no, it's, um, I mean, yeah. And every, everything matches like the characters so well, like even something as simple as Aries and not even just the fact that it's red, but like the shade of red, it almost like invokes this aggression and like, Fucking, of course it does. He's the Greek god of war, you know? Um, so I, I, I agree with all that there. And then, you know, all, all that aside, like, for one, you know, the art can invoke emotion, invoke feelings in the game, but the fucking sound design blows that. Uh, not the blood <laughs> out of the water, but that's um, incorrect to say. It there, goes toe-to-toe. It, it, it goes right toe to toe. It. it goes yeah. toe-to-toe, yeah. This um, sound design's so good. It's like playing... It's like... Maybe this isn't the right band. Maybe this is a little vindictive of my... Uh, uh, taste of music, but it, it's like um, it's like playing a video game with like Inveg Sevenfold at their peak. That's what you go with, <laughs> or like that's... um, like uh, no, wait a second, um, Polyphia or Chon. If anyone's familiar with the ah, Chon's a bad example. I take that. It's like actually. it's like listening to BTS in in Hell. You know, it's just good. It's just good <laughs> shit. Yeah. Oh man. Um, I, would, I, I would have liked some K-pop mixed in there. Would have, <laughs> would have been. No, that would have been great for sure. Yeah. Um, oh man, they should do like you know some BTS in hell skin situations. To, ah, no, let's let's leave that for. You fun. know what I want? I want a I want a K-pop sound pack for the game. Yes. The PC version of mod. Uh, That'd be see, sick. We they probably have that. Well, we played it on Switch, so it's probably in the workshop for Steam. You know, there's probably like. There's probably well, some K-pop skins Steam, in there we'll somewhere. <laughs> I some bet K-pop you. K-pop skins. Too. I think every game on Steam has some K-pop skins and some sound packs built in. No, without a doubt. Yeah. Oh man, what a good reason to play stuff on Steam. Am I right, team? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh man. So more more on sound design that I just want to jump into is, you know, it's we talked a lot about the voice acting and how it feels really great, but um, there's there's music where certain things like really kick in. Um, it's not just like how good the music is period, but just when it hits really hard, like on the certain boss fights, one of my favorite moments was one of the first mini bosses that you fight in Tartarus is like the twin bomb guys that just jump and throw bombs and jump and throw bombs. Yeah. yeah, yeah. First like the skeletons, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I actually almost died on them. I think I did die on them the very first time I played, um, on my very first run. But when you, when you enter that room, the music kicks in and there's just like heavy like guitar riff it just hits so hard and it's super super cool it just gets you so hyped to fight these guys when you fight meg same thing when you fight the hydra same thing all the way leading up to the very last boss the music just kicks in so well in every single boss fight yeah the the music it, it adds so much to the atmosphere i mean and all, i mean fucking of course that's what music's meant for right in games um is to add to the atmosphere and add to the, the experience of the game but it really does just invoke so much intensity and makes you want to keep playing and keep pushing. And it's just a fucking sick. It's just sick. Yeah. Uh, we, can, and we can go, we can go to death about the sound. <laughs> yeah. It, 
there's I, I think we kind of I mean nailed it right there but I mean it, it pushes the intensity of the the moments in the game and also pushes the intensity of the player like there are so many moments where like I'm in the peak of a fucking boss fight you know and I'm lying I'm like I'm like lying on my bed playing right I'm at the peak of a <laughs> the peak of a boss fight. I'm about to die. My butt's fucking clenched. I'm like, I'm like just slamming my fucking switch. Like, come on. <laughs> and the music's just going off the whole time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, All right, God, man. Yeah. Well, I, I, I want to move on to uh, some people's favorite portion of the show, believe it or not. Some people might say this is their favorite segment. Some may. Some, some may. Not. Some may. Um, it is the NPC award. Um, this was a tough one for me, for sure. I don't. There's so there's many, so many characters. NPCs. There's so many NPCs in this yeah. game. Yeah. Um, and uh, man, it was hard to pick. But Matt, uh, let, let me hear yours. Um. Yeah, I've been known in the past to put like a lot of thought into my NPC awards. Some may remember from our Doki Doki. Um, but with this one, I, I really quickly just thought to myself, who would I think was funny? And who stood out to me? And honestly, fucking Medusa, Medusa's thing, like little snakehead. Oh and, uh, yeah, yeah. Medusa. I just for some reason the fact that they made her like this little like ditzy like just thing and like I don't know I just I was just like uh-huh. But <laughs> I, I really I really just got a kick out of it. Yeah, um, I liked her. She had a huge. That's crush like more on, my meme um, pick. Um, <laughs> and then I really liked. Um, Cerebus. It's just a good dog. Yeah, just a good just a good dog. Yeah. And he he was you don't even fight him, dude. It's just so I know yeah. I uh, oh I don't we just spoilers. Um skip ahead ten seconds or fifteen seconds. Uh, I love at the end of the game, or when you're um, approaching the last level to fight the last boss, um, they make you think you're gonna have to fight Cerebus and like they kinda like build it up like with this intensity in the music, and then Zagreus is just like Nah. Nah. Yeah, he can't fight nah, I could never. And then yeah. Cerebus is just like, yeah, he got me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It's good. Okay, it's spoiler awesome. time over. Yeah. Uh, my my MPC pick, uh, that's a good one. Uh, those, are, those are some good ones. I like, I like the meme pick that you threw in there with Dusa. My favorite is, it might be a meme, but I genuinely really, really like this MPC. Um, Charon. Uh, I thought was, it was Karen. He was actually, <laughs> I actually maxed out his like friendship meter first. Um, I just kept handing him like nectar and ambrosia <laughs> as fast yeah. as I could. Cause I was like, man, I, hopefully he gives me deals at the shop or something. That'd be pretty cool. Um, and uh, I, I, even though he never said anything, this NPC does not say anything. You literally talk, you talk to him and he just like grumbles and just makes like a, yeah. And like, I, I knew he wasn't saying anything, but I, I knew that he had my back. I just knew it. Like he was there for you. Yeah, he was there. You know, he threw in an extra pomegranate when you needed it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was there for me when no one else was. You know, so uh, <laughs> shout out to Charon, the the best NPC in uh, in Hades. It's official. Yeah. Uh, companion piece pick. Now, no, some I got people, a good one. Some people argue between you know what's the better segment, NPC award or companion piece pick, and you know the debate's still out. You know, the jury's still out on that one. Um, but Matt, for this one. Maybe maybe we can make an argument here of you know if you pick a good companion piece pick, maybe people might. I got a good one. I do. I really do. 
So my my first thought was I was trying to go initially with the themes of like roguelikes, you know, like replayability. Like what's a movie that gets better every time you watch it? And for whatever reason, my first thought I went to fucking Sixth Sense. <laughs> um, and that, that that was going to be my companion piece pick, but I retract that. I oh, retract you retract that. Is, you're retracting that is no your companion piece my, pick. Yeah, I, I know. I gave you a little sneak peek earlier, Lucas. That that's what I was thinking, but I retract it. Um, and I, I think I got a better one. Um, Zack Snyder's, I think. Maybe I'm wrong here. Um, Three hundred. Okay, okay. That's a good. That's actually a great companion. It's a piece really pick. fucking good it. pick. Yeah, right? yeah. It's a, um, <laughs> you give, give give yourself so much credit for that one, please. It's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, um, Three Hundred is a sick movie, and I mean, I think probably a lot of people i mean it has actually a really good story as well i think a lot of people will probably just watch it for the fight scenes um and just for how raw and badass it is and just how dope it is and how fun it is to watch and i think that a lot of that kind of is reflected in the kind of experience you might have when you play hades like it's just dope yeah it's just fun fighting and fun action sick. yeah it's just good action yeah so Dang. um and it's um we got we got the greek themes there true so yeah. true you can't talk. We got the Greek <laughs> themes there too. Oh, I thought you were gonna say the Greek themes coming through. But coming through a, that that would have been better. We'll go with of, that. Both of them work. <laughs> Are you gonna retract that? And uh, then now, uh, the people know what I'm about. Okay. <laughs> what do well, we got? My what do we got my, my companion piece pick. Um, I think this might be the first time I'm doing uh, this medium, but I'm actually picking an album for a oh. companion piece pick, and it's because. The music at certain times in Hades really brought out uh, little bits and pieces of this for me. I'm picking the 2009 metalcore album Jane Doe by Converge. Uh, that album, for those of you that are into the genre and that genre of music, uh, heavier, you know, heavier metal music, uh, speed metal and st- stuff like that, or metalcore, is obviously a lot harder and a lot speedier than any music in Hades. But um, the Hades soundtrack is c- kind of hardcore sometimes and uh there's some moments where i was like genuinely wanting to get into some headbanging or some moshing uh for sure uh so anyway i just wanted to go and and put it out there that uh if you guys were into some of the hardcore moments of music in hades check out really check out anything by converge but check out jane doe 2009 by converge solid classic right there damn gotta check it out yeah i mean yeah music was just ah uh, favorite moment, Lucas. <laughs> favorite moment. Um, I, I think this is just going to be a favorite moment for a lot of people, but it's when I first beat it for sure. Um, just That's getting right, that, yeah, yeah it, just getting that first first run, successful run. Uh, I think it took me about thirty one tries before I actually beat the game, um, and finally getting to the end after so many tries is seriously just a great feeling. Um, yeah. I beat it with the Aegis um, with a. I forget my loadout, but I know I took a picture of it. Which one's the Aegis? Uh, the sword, the shield. Um, which okay, is just yeah, really good. Um, yeah. I texted four or five people like right away. <laughs> I texted them like my loadout. Um, I think that's a funny thing because Matt texted me when he beat it. I did well. that to you too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think the first thing that people want to do when they beat the game is to text their friends that they did it and show their, show their uh, build, you know, immediately look up some other builds, you know, start looking up some information on the game. And it's just such a hype moment and it feels so well earned. And you get to show off your build. So it's just super fun. Your heart's beating so, so much, you know, uh, at yeah. least for me, because I was like one hit away from dying when I beat it for the first time. Oh, and I remember standing close. up and just like, 
yes! <laughs> Just finally beating it, dude. It was so cool. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I have the exact same favorite moment. It was just extremely satisfying. Um, yeah, I think, I think you said it all. The first thing I did was like, bro, check out the build I use. Like, yeah. Uh, um, uh, nitpick, Lucas. Um, do you have any? I have no nitpicks about Hades. I have one. Okay. I'm sad to say it. Um, and I'm actually surprised to say it because it's the only time I found it is when I beat the game. The build I got at the end, I thought was way too good. <laughs> That's your nitpick? Well, because, like, I'm not even kidding. Like, so uh, if you've played the game, you know, um, the shield's obviously pretty good. It gives you great defense. And then I had Ares. Um, I had the Doom, which inflicts damage when your special hits, which is really easy to hit because it's a special. And I, I upgraded the Doom. So every time my shield hit, it was doing the shield damage. And on top of that, I was doing like another three or 400 damage each hit. So it was just like incredibly maxed out. And then I could basically couldn't be hit because I had um, a shield to block. dash too. Oh, and you had a shield to block myself. <laughs> so I was just like, once I got all that set up, like the Elysium bosses were like stupid easy. So I was just dashing around running, throwing my shield the whole time. And it was ricocheting <laughs> off both of them. Uh, that's my only. I, I, it's not even a. I'm just doing my best to like give like something other than glaring praise for the game. Like I was still having a fucking blast. It was just, <laughs> it was a lot easier than maybe, maybe it should have been, or maybe I'm just rewarded for having great RNG and making a great build. That's another way to look at it as well. Yeah, that's, that's so. true. And, and that's, that's part of the fun of the game is that you can have both those kinds of situations. I think you probably had great RNG, but you made good choices as well. And chances yeah, are, and you like, that's what I was kind of mentioning earlier too, is like, I was, I was taking risks with um, using a certain keepsake at a certain point, even though I, maybe I risked having less health and dying to a boss, but I wanted that keepsake to get Ares early or something like that. So, right. I mean, those are just the risks you take, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you get rewarded for them. So, yeah. cool, man. Um, all right. So, I think we move on to everybody, the other segment that people argue is their favorite <laughs> segment um, the, the rating. The rating. Matthew. Everyone, for those for for any new viewers we have and those that may not know, um, this section of the game is where Lucas and I both give our rating out of ten. Um, that is the final true rating that upsurps all other ratings, including <laughs> Daddy IGN, um, Metacritic, and anyone else. This is the one true rating. Uh, everyone else's opinions means nothing at the hands of your Greek gods, Matt and Lucas. Um, and we give it out of ten, combined to twenty. There you go. All right, Lucas, on the count of three, on three, we will reveal our rating to the good people. Are you okay. ready? I am ready. Actually, I'm going to count down on one. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right, on one. Three, two, one, nine. Ten. Oh, you gave it a nine. Damn yeah. it. Okay, this is my very first ten on Thanks for Playing. Uh, this, is the, this is now, I, was, I, I, was, I knew you were either going to give it a nine or a ten. This is now officially the highest rated game on this podcast. Is um, it the first 19 we've had? It yeah, must be, right? Because we had an 18. What did, what did you give Doki Stanley Doki. Parable? I think I gave it a 9. A 9 or an 8. I gave those both 10s, I think. Uh, we'd have to double check the archives on we'll that one. Check maybe that, maybe yeah. a super fan can, can check us <laughs> so, out on that so, one. Someone get the historians. But, but I think this, is, <laughs> uh, this must be the highest rated game at this point. Yeah. Um, 
And it's well-deserving. Uh, this, this game was great. This is the first 10 I've given out on this podcast. Um, I don't, I don't, I take, I take it very seriously when I give out a perfect score to something. Uh, this game is 100% worthy of a perfect score. Zero nitpicks, perfect gameplay, um, dynamic, endlessly playable, endlessly fun, uh, great, great voice acting and sound design to top it all off, great art style to sell it even more. Um, Super Giant Games deserves all the praise in the world for, for this thing. It's just phenomenal. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I agree with everything you said. I just had my one small nitpick, and the only games I'd given a 10 to was the one I didn't have any nitpicks with, and that was Stanley Parable, Doki Doki, and um, Beginner's Guide. I gave a 10 as well, I believe. Um, well, I've been a lot more liberal with my 10s than I would have expected. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. But I've been a lot harsher with my lower ratings when others would have expected it. So <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, I guess I'm on both extremes on that end. Um, but yeah, I mean, nine aside, gameplay-wise, it's basically a 10. I mean, it's just a really fucking good game. Play this game if you haven't already. It's like 20 bucks on Steam. It's probably on sale right now, too, because of the Steam sale. Um, I'm sure there will be a sale for it soon on the... Uh, uh, Nintendo market on the switch. If you want to play it that way, it's worth your time. You're going to want to keep playing it. I'm going to keep playing it. Cause I, I have more to do in the game. There's more to learn. <laughs> There's more, um, more builds to try and more weapons to beat it with more stories to uncover from the gods. Um, exactly. none of it's going to get old because super giant games, right? That's the developer name. Correct? Yep. Super giant games. It's just, it's just that good. Um, play this game. It's sick. You won't regret it. That's all I That's got. Right. That's right. Okay, thank you everybody for uh, listening to our episode of Hades. Uh, Matt, where can they find us online? All right, everybody. Um, you know, maybe you wanna you wanna get more involved with the podcast. Maybe um, you will have a game you wanna recommend to us. Maybe you wanna um, you know say hi to Lucas Rye. You can shoot us an email. Thanks for playing Pod gmail.com you can also find us on instagram and twitter at tfp podcast and big announcement here um we're on tiktok <laughs> <laughs> we're on tiktok now wow TikTok. <laughs> uh yeah yeah let me let me double check our username i i believe we can be found on tiktok at uh, 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 uh at thanks for playing pod um yeah, we had a little more uh, bandwidth <laughs> to work with there on TikTok. Shoutouts to them, I guess. Yeah, we're on TikTok now. Wow, we got 14 plays on our first TikTok I posted. Wow, wow, wow. Um, yeah, so we're, we're trying to put more like clips out there and stuff, too. And we're on YouTube as well. If you want to check us out there, thanks for playing. Um, we're going to try and post more clips and stuff and highlights from the podcast. So that should be fun. And hey, if you had so much fun with us on this podcast, you want to um, encourage us to keep going, keep trying. Um, maybe leave a review. <laughs> You know, that'd be cool. That helps us grow and helps the podcast reach more wonderful people like yourselves. So if you're on Apple Spot or Apple Podcasts, leave a review. It'd be very helpful and we'd appreciate it. If you're on Spotify, uh, leave a follow, share with your friends, share with your mom, share with your grandma. Maybe you should learn something new. I don't know. Um, and then if you want to hang out with me, uh, I'm on Twitter at GoodIdeaMatthew and Twitch.tv at GoodIdeaMatt. And come and hang out. I'm starting a playthrough, have started a playthrough of Kingdom Hearts that I'll be streaming. And we will eventually be doing that episode for the podcast with a very special and prominent guest from the Kingdom Hearts community to be revealed at a later date. That was a lot. Man, Lucas, that was where can we good. Find you? That was good. Um, I, I, I don't know how I'm going to follow that one up. 
Um, I'll just downplay it if you guys want to follow. I've gotten really good at our this part of the podcast, actually. I guess I'll just say, if you guys want to follow me, just uh, shoot me a follow on Twitter, Instagram, or Twitch. Uh, My handle is goodideaLucas. Um, and you know, DMs are open. Likes, DMs like all my photos. Open. That's cool. He's been too. posting uh, some fire on Instagram lately. <laughs> also, side note, I'm really annoyed that the I can't have all my social medias integrated like you do, because <laughs> a lot of people are already taking good idea Matt. So I'm having to do good idea Matthew on like Twitter, or if I change my handle on Instagram, I'll have to do good idea Matthew instead of good idea Matt. Um, and it's it's frustrating. So yeah, yeah Twitter, every, good idea not Matthew. Every, Twitch, not everyone could be me. Matt. Not everyone. Not everyone can be Lucas. Fuck. It's fine. Okay. All right, everybody. I think that's all we got today. This has been. Thanks for playing. Catch you next time. Skip it a bop. Thanks for playing is a production of Good Ideas Only. Your hosts are Lucas Luna and Matt Rockaby. Our music was done by the impeccable Samuel Luna. And our logo design was done by the talented Isaac Palestino. Special thanks to the Roll Call Bunch and Red Circle 